We can hear you loud. Today we have the Ayatollah of Fantasy Rock and Roller with us today, Adam Rank. How are you doing, Rank? They look great in person, and I uh, just can't wait to next year where we can pack it full of 25000 Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I didn't know it was Ball Guys Day. It was being ranked. I mean, how do you lose? This is the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast. Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast presented by the Fantasy Points Media Group. Hey, this is part of our four-part series here. We took take a look at the ADPs that the consensus is putting on these players here heading into the fantasy offseason before training camp kind of kicks off. You're starting your redraft leagues. You're getting started. So let us kind of break it all down for you the best way we know how. And that's why well, I'll try to keep Tara from laughing out loud too often, too much during the show. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me as always, Tara Roberts and Major Dumbass there. Major Caldwell, how you doing, Major? I was doing good until Tara just like, I thought we were going to make, I thought me and Tara was going to team up and make fun of you, but she kind of made fun of me. So therefore I felt dumb twice. Yeah. Well, hey guys, <laughs> you would have really thought that Tara would have left the past in the past. But one of the past kind of things we just talked about part one here, we talked about the quarterbacks and that ADP. So we're going to talk about the tight end position here. But first, hey, take an opportunity, head to fantasypoints.com and go and get that subscription today. Use promo code VIPERS22, get 10% off, and you're going to get all kinds of content courtesy of Graham Barfield, those best ball tiers, the franchise focus series. That starts up on the 24th of June here. 32 days, 32 articles, 32 podcasts, and you get all kinds of content, key off-season moves. Scott Baird's strength of schedule, Graham Bear, uh, Barfield's pace and tendencies, data points, projected fantasy contributors by Joe Dolan and Jake Tribby. Dynasty by Lowe's, courtesy of Wes Huber, and John Hansen's final points. What more could you ask for? Get in over there. Get over to fastypoints.com, and let's talk tight ends here on the Viper cast, starting with the consensus tight end rankings here. Kelsey, Andrews, Pitts, Waller, Kittle, top five. Kind of seems set in stone there. Dalton Schultz at six. TJ Hawkins and Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, Pat Fryerbooth, and then you've got Rob Gronkowski was in there. He's no more. He is retired, I think, again, officially, unofficially. He's not. I mean, I think his agent said it best. Eh, he might take the year off, but he may come back halfway through the season. He may come back next year. So we're not going to call it a retirement. He's going to take a few days off here. After Gronkowski, you've got Gusecki. you got Komet. you got Irv Smith Jr. And that kind of rounds out that top 15 as far as tight ends go. We can go a little bit deeper, but... Well, let us speak about these quarter, these tight ends here in just a second. Starting with Tara, which tight end is too high, in your opinion, according to their current ADP? I mean, the majority of them, but um, <laughs> sorry. We can make this a super quick tight end episode since I'm not a big fan of tight ends. Um, don't tell my uh, my friend Andrew Cooper about that since he is the I was going to say, don't tell my husband. I was like, what? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um. If I have to say one person that's too high, in my opinion, it's Dawson Knox. Unfortunately, I, I like what he did last season. Um, his red zone presence was amazing. But it's really hard to imagine that that's going to be replicated again because as we've seen time and time again before, before with guys like this at the tight end position that has this kind of trajectory, it doesn't often repeat. 
So unfortunately, I'm not going to take that risk. I would go elsewhere, and it's Dawson Knox for me. Major, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to go with Gronk just because he's going to play. He just doesn't want to do the the camp, you know what I mean? So he's going to act like he's retired. He's going to come back, and he's going to play, like, five snaps a game and have, like, a touchdown a game, which is going to look great for his numbers. But I'm just – I'm just out on a whole Grunk and Tom Brady thing. Like, you guys got to just go away and just – you guys won enough. Like, just go away. That's it. Go on, Major. You can put some respect on greatness here. Respect the greatness. Yeah. We are seeing history every day. Now, Tara, quick question is, goes to Gronk here. First ballot Hall of Famer or not? Mm. Oh, has to be. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I'm a hater, so. and he has to be, yeah. Well, I mean, tight end. Okay, let me let me stop talking. I'm speaking so negatively of tight ends in general. <laughs> you are. Well, Major and I, we got him as first ballot Hall of Favors here. Um, Major, I know you're low. You're that's your guy that you're kind of low on there as far as the tight end position is going. I got I got to say, T.J. Hawkinson's too high for me, Wrong. and it's not because of the talent of what T.J. Hawkinson is. It's the weapons that are going to be surrounding him. Like, let's put some respect on Amonra St. Brown. Let's put some respect on D.J. Chark. A healthy DJ Chark, okay? Jamison Williams, he's going to be there. DeAndre Swift, who missed time last year, he's going to factor into that pass-catching role too. There's not enough balls to go around for these lines and pass catchers. And it's Jared Goff still throwing it when it's all said and done. I mean, I really like this offensive group that the Lions have. I think it's better for the Detroit Lions than it is for fantasy managers right now, trying to guess who's going to be that guy to get all those targets. And I don't see that being TJ Hawkinson. I think it's going to be a pretty even distribution of the ball all throughout this offense. So for me, TJ Hawkinson currently where he's sitting at there at the number seven tight end, I'd, I'd rather take Dallas Goddard this year for sure. I'd rather take Zach Ertz in redraft over TJ Hawkinson. So Dalton Schultz is another guy I'm definitely taking over him. So, I mean, there's some guys I'd rather have over Hawkinson. I'm not going to say he's totally dead to me, but I mean, there's too many mouths to feed in that lion's den, so to speak. Now, I, Tara, I like him real quick before you go. I like TJ just because of all the stuff you said. All those people are going to be running around. Those receivers are going to be stretching the field. He's going to be catching all those underneath, and he's going to be catching all the touchdowns. So, I'm, I mean, between him and Shark, they're going to have the majority of the touchdowns because the other guys are probably not, you know, red zone threats. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you with all those guys. There's a lot of mouths to feed, but I think he's going to eat all the underneath but yeah go ahead tara which tight end tara are you too low on i know you're low on all tight ends and tight end is a basically <laughs> a fantasy wasteland and in tara roberts world you can bump all tight ends down a little bit lower there but which one are, is too low who who's the tight end we need to put some respect on caveat except for kelsey and andrews i'm not crazy um herb smith jr but a little more respect. We've we've talked we've talked about this a lot. Um, oddly enough, as we've talked about the third pass catcher um, last year in 2021 with Minnesota, in that there there just simply isn't one. So we've seen how Tyler Conklin tried to kind of step in and fulfill that role. He wasn't able to. He was you know obviously no longer with the team. They've cleared out that tight end room, and it's literally just Irv Smith now. They are committed to him. They want him to consistently fulfill that third pass catching option behind Jefferson and Thielen. And I think that he's someone that could really have that kind of that kind of uh, Dalton Schultz breakout year into the top five. Major, what about you? 
Well, I kind of jumped the gun and kind of did mine already. I'm going with TJ Hawkinson, but, you know, I'm going to just pass the mic over to you, Matt. Well, I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard here. I kind of talked about a little bit how I like him. I think, and I, I may be pushing the envelope, envelope here a little bit here when it comes to Dallas Goddard. I think he could push that kind of Mark Andrews type season this year for the Eagles. Mark Andrews was not the tight end one going into last year. A lot of people were drafting him after Waller, Kittle, Kelsey, Pitts. Andrews was the fifth tight end kind of coming off the board in a lot of redrafts. I think Dallas Goddard could be that guy. I think he could be that guy that we're drafting as a seventh tight end that could challenge for the overall tight end one because of the efficiency that I'm expecting Jalen Hurts to be able to play with in 2022. You've got A.J. Brown there. You've got uh, Devontae Smith there. Both talented players, but I think all that red zone is going to get funneled to Dallas Goddard here. So I really like Goddard here to challenge for that overall tight end one, which may be a little bit uh, of a hot take, but I think if there's any tight end that can do it, that's not Pitts, Kelsey, Andrews, it is Goddard. Now, Tara, I'm going to turn the mic back over to you. And we are, me and Tara, we are one and the same here this week. Who is that player you're well, we avoiding? Know you, we know you guys are wrong now. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure about that? Um, yeah, I support Matt on the Hawk, this major Matt Hawkinson debate um, on, on Matt's side. Um, he's my player to avoid. And it's not that I don't like TJ Hawkinson. He's talented. Um, but for his ADP, where you're going to draft him and what he's actually going to produce, it is not going to be that different at all from guys that you can get much later. Um, if you look back to 2021 and you look at his season as a whole, it was aggressively propped up by the first two games in the season where he had um, fantastic outings, like two touchdowns or a touchdown in every single one and a ridiculous amount of receptions. And you got to remember that that was when Amon St. Brown was not a factor. The leading wide receivers were like Khalif Raymond and Quintus Cephas. Like this, this is just not going to happen again. So if you take out those two things, you're looking at a guy who's probably going to be a high end, high tight end too. It's going to be his fantasy average, maybe 10 points. It's not going to be what you want to draft him for in that position. So it's just, it's way too high for him. He's got to come down. So I'm avoiding him. Major, who are you avoiding? Uh, Mike Jacecki. Like I, I think Tua is going to try to prove to everyone that he can throw the ball. So he's going to try to throw the ball down the field like every play. So I think he's not going to be looking for the tight end. He's going to be looking for Waddle. He's going to be looking for uh, Tyreek. Uh, he's going to be looking for whatever that fast running back they have that runs like a 4 nothing. Like everyone on the team runs a 4 nothing. So he's going to try to throw the ball to prove to everyone that he can throw down the field. Um, so I think he's going to like overlook the tight end until the quarterbacks kind of ring uh, until the coach ring them ring them back in a little bit. But I I think he's he's going to prove something. So I think uh, God is going to be the one to take the uh, for me. I I try to avoid any player who I can't pronounce their name, and that starts at the, that includes the tight end position. That includes Albert O. We get a bottom. There are the Denver Broncos there. If you say it fast enough and just kind of let it slide, mm. Albert O is that guy I am trying to avoid in 2022. Yeah, he's a little bit Let's call him A-OK. A-OK ain't OK, if you know what I'm saying. Now, he's going off as the tight end 17, which seems like good value. I mean, you're getting him a little bit late. The tight end two type uh, possibility there. Again, too many weapons. Let's put some respect on Tim Patrick's name in Denver. He's going to hey. factor into everything. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. These are all guys. K.J. Hamler, I think, is going to have a bigger role with the Denver Broncos than we're looking at right now. 
So for me, there's no way I am taking Albert O over Tyler Higby, over Noah Fant, even with Geno Smith throwing to Noah Fant. I'm not taking Albert O over him. I, I like Najoku more. I like Robert Tunyon more. I, I like Gerald Everett more, which I think is a very sneaky tight end this year for the LA Chargers is Gerald Everett. One of those guys we'll talk about probably a little bit later. But for me, if I can't pronounce your name, I'm avoiding you. So I don't have to say your name on the show ever again because I can't pronounce it. Now, Tara, back to you. Sleeper tight end that will turn in a tight end eight type season who's currently outside of that top 15. I threw some few names out there. Did one of those names strike a nerve? It's David Njoku. Um, for me, when you look at him, I'll keep it short and sweet. He's always been the most talented guy in this this trio of tight ends that we've had here in Cleveland for a while now. He just hasn't been able to showcase it because they've always spread out the targets, um, split them, split the time, run multiple sets. And unfortunately, he's had a lot of injury issues as well. But they're, Cleveland is clearly committing to him. They've given him the money. They've thrown it at him. They're ready to say that you're our guy at tight end. And I think he's going to produce, provided he can stay healthy. And it's not a big risk. So uh, so I, I do think that David Njoku is one of those guys that can be a big sleeper pick this year. Now, Major, I know you went for the big reach here. I know we asked for a tight end outside the top 15 to crack the top eight. You went with a tight end 11 here. Well, what, what do you got for he, us? He did it with Car too. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just going to say I hate both of you guys right off the <laughs> bat, and then I'm going to continue to say that it could go all bad for him. His quarterbacks are not very, like, friendly. Like, if you're looking at these quarterbacks, they're not known for throwing the balls to tight ends or, like, even being able to grip a ball. So um, I, I'm going to – I'm going to go with Pat because he showed that talent last year and he with a quarterback who was on the other side of his career and he still looked like he has some promise. And now you got these quarterbacks there now who one is like coming off uh, being a backup and another one is being ridiculed for not being able to grip a ball. So it's like it can go all downhill from here. So I, I, I like him and I want him to be successful. So I'm, I'm going to go with Pat. Yeah. The, the, the Steelers have a quarterback there throwing to Pat for either one that can't see only plays with half the field and the other with only half the size of a regular man's hand. So that's going to be a problem <laughs> for the Steelers quarterbacks here in 2022. Now I could have gone with Gerald Everett here, who I just kind of hyped up a little bit there with the charger. I think that's fantastic uh, tight end that you can get a little bit later there going off at tight end 22, but I want to go deeper. I'm going to give everyone a deep, deep sleeper here of a guy I think could shock the world in 2022. Be that Logan Thomas type tight end. Be that Dalton Schultz type tight end. And that is Brevin Jordan of the Houston Texans. One of my dynasty mustaches from earlier in the season back in January. I was hyping him up and I'm still going to lead that hype train there when it comes to Jordan there. Davis Mills is a better quarterback than we're giving him credit for. The weapons in Houston are what they are. We know Brandon Cooks is a clear-cut number one target that he's going to see 150 targets i don't know if it's clear-cut oh it's clear-cut nico collins is not that guy yet uh nico john Nietzsche's is- not that guy yet he's what? still coming off that acl revin jordan is going to see himself some targets here in 2022 look what he did towards the back end of the season and you can see why i am so excited for him especially how this tight end wasteland turns out every single year if you're a guy like me and tara here who punts tight ends a little bit later revin jordan needs to be on your radar now what is the earliest tara that you are willing to draft a tight end seven yeah 
it's just like a, I won't just, draft one. Yeah, that's it. We're not going to talk about anything else. We're just going to move on. I'll, I'll, I'm, I mean, I'm making fun, but I'm like in a in a standard league. I'm going to say seventh, and like Scott Fishbowl, we're going to have to move that thing up a little bit because you know tight end got a premium, right? Or no? I'm going. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna go fourth round and grab me one of those top guys when everyone else is sleeping or picking all the quarterbacks. I'm gonna grab me the top tight end. Well, it's funny you mentioned that there with the Scott Fishbowl. There, yeah, they get the extra point for the reception. They get the extra point for a first down. So if the, a touchdown results in a first down, that's like six points for the touchdown plus the first down plus the yardage, right? So uh, plus an extra point for now. the catch. She's so it adds up here. really. I see the wheels turning. I'm not. That's math. Now don't <laughs> ask not. me to figure it out. But we're not. I'm not going to tell you what that number actually adds up to on a ten yard touchdown pass. But for me, I'm with you guys. Seventh round is normally the earliest I'm going to take a tight end. It's probably going to be Dallas Goddard, who's going roughly in their most drafts. But in the Scott Fishbowl, that 3-4 turn, that is looking good to me. If I'm watching one of these big four tight ends, big five maybe, drop to that start of that third, maybe I'll – or the back end of the third, maybe that's when I'll strike. Beginning of the fourth, possibly. So one one draft I was in, the guy actually started from the one spot. Remember, there's that third, third round reversal in the Scott Fishbowl. He went Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry in the second. And then when that 3-4 turn came on, I think he went Darren Waller and George Kittle. Now, that sounds great, except all the quarterbacks by this point are gone. I mean, they are all gone. Cousins, two, a car, gone by the middle of the third round. So, I mean, if you're going to pass up and go for a tight end there, double tap there, three, four, that's going to put you in a bad spot at the Scott Fishbowl. So you better hope those guys perform and don't end up doing what they've done last year. Now, for me, or for Tara now, we're going to go back to you here on what's that one tight end? For whatever reason, you just can't quit. I'm never going to quit Pat Frymuth. I'm not. I get it. And we've talked about the <laughs> ineptitude that he has at the quarterback position, and that's all sad. But it's Pat Frymuth. I'm not going to quit. <laughs> I'm not going to quit the Muth. Come on now, Major. We know you like the Muth there too, but there's another tight end that's got your eye there a little bit more in Carolina. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Tommy Tremble. I, I feel like. I scouted him. I feel like I'm the one who found him. Like, no one was talking about this guy. I was all in on him just off the way he blocked. I watched his highlights. He caught, like, maybe two passes the whole highlight film. But every block was a pancake block. He was slapping people in the mouth. The dude is nasty. He's fast. I don't think uh, Notre Dame used him right. Um, And then, you know, they had some quarterback problems in Carolina. But he still showed that he, he can play the position a little bit. So, I'm going to go with Tommy Trimble. I think he could be like one of the biggest breakouts at the tight end position if there is one. Yeah, for me, yeah, for me, I have to go back to the archives here on the Vipers Network YouTube channel there. By the way, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you hit a like on this video in particular and go look at It's Terra Time. One of the players that she profiled last year was Irv Smith Jr., that's a player I can't quit. I'm trying to get him in just about every league I possibly can because, A, the value is a little bit lower. Coming back from an injury, it's even pushed down a little bit more for me, so it's right in there. I'm a frugal. I'm a bargain bin shopper, and right now my eyes are lighting up when I see Irv Smith Jr. there in that bargain bin. But everything in that video still stands true today when we look at Irv Smith Jr. And you look at what Ty Conklin did or whatever uh, last year with the Minnesota Vikings, that could all be – 
Irv Smith Jr. And he's more athletic. He's more gifted than what Conklin was last year. And Conklin still put up good numbers there for the Vikings, 60-plus catches. I mean, I'll take that out of my tight end every single day of the week and twice on Sundays. <laughs> you just say you take that out of your tight end. That's funny. Oh, absolutely. Look at the tight ends. Look where you're going. No, think Not about very it. Many I said you're going to take it out of your tight end. That think I'll of- pull whatever I want out of tight end here. Now, Major... <laughs> When you look at players that you do not want to leave a draft without, there's probably a very few select players there that you're on that board. Who's that one player, though, that no matter what the draft is, super flags, tight end premium, non-premium, whatever it is, who's that tight end you're making sure you leave with, don't leave without? I'm going with Pitts. Like, I know you guys probably like, oh, he's one of the best tight ends in the thing. I like him. I'm going to grab him in every draft. He's a receiver playing tight end on a team that doesn't have any receivers. So he's going to get every target. So look for him to have a million targets this year and maybe like 500 receptions. Drake London would like to have a word with you about that. Now I get he's a rookie. I'm not expecting a lot of things out of a rookie here off the get-go. But you, you hit it right in the head there with Kyle Pitts. He's not a tight end. We've gone over this on the show before, 100 times over. 79% of his snaps came out of the slot. Not as a three down, not down on the line, not that, not a tight end, but out of the slot. So I have a hard time putting him in tight end. But hey, if the, I think it was you that pointed out here a couple weeks ago, the only reason they keep that tight end uh, uh, target on him is so that they can pay him as a tight end in a few years rather than as a wide receiver. So maybe the Falcons are strategizing a little bit ahead of time. Now for me, the one tight end, I'm not leaving without it. It's another bargain bin guy for me. It's Chicago Bears tight end, Cole Komet. And I look at this. I look at where these guys are going. Cole Komet is going off the board as tight end 14. For me, that's screaming value. This is a guy you're getting as a early QB, or sorry, early tight end two that I think is going to crack the top 12 as far as tight ends are concerned. No more Jimmy Graham. No more Horstead. No more of these guys. These guys caught like six touchdowns. Komet had zero. You put any kind of touchdowns into Komet's numbers from last year. He is going to flirt with tight end one potential. Now this year, it's Mooney and it's Komet, and that is it. Throw in David Montgomery if you want out of the backfield, but there is no one else. There's no Allen Robinson there. There's no one even there to replace Allen Robinson at this time. So for me, watch out for David Moore, though. I like David Moore a lot. He's like one of the worst Moors in the league. I mean, there's DJ, <laughs> there's Rondell, there's Elijah. That's pretty Elijah. good. That's pretty I good mean, he, when it comes to Moors, he's like tier five or six in the <laughs> NFL. Okay. Now, I know Tara, she had to step away for just a second, but the one tight end, and I guess this kind of goes back and forth with the way I, the player I can't quit and the tight end that she's making sure she gets every single draft. That's Irv Smith Jr. again for Tara. She absolutely loves herself some Irv Smith Jr. So that's one player that Tara Roberts will not leave a draft without. And we will not leave you dry. We won't leave you hanging here because, hey, if you want more projections, more in-season information, head over to fantasypoints.com. Enter that promo code VIPERS22. Get 10% off that subscription today. Hey, that's college football. That's PGA. That's... NFL, you name it, they got it over at fantasypoints.com. And we are going to take a little bit of a break here. That's part one we've done with the quarterbacks. Part two of the tight ends, we are going to come back with you. Part three on Thursday, and we're going to talk about 
majors guys there, the running back position. So stay tuned for that. We'll see you soon.